five, four, three, two, one. Lift off. Hello, Flyover family. Buckle up, because this is the Flyover Conservative Show. Over 20 million Americans are currently behind at least one month's payment on their electric bill. And there could be an indication of a much bigger global problem. Double PhD Kirk Elliott's here tonight to explain why. The best thing about rhino season is that it never ends. Especially if you're the rhino hunter, Josh Lehman of Missouri Rhino Watch. Is the Bible the actual inspired word of God or is a kind of a collection of fairy tales just written by man? Well, we have one of the best answers you're ever going to hear to that exact question coming up tonight. In case you've not been paying attention, the situation changed when the president's home was raided. But it's what he started doing next that is changing everything. All of this and more on the Flyover Conservative Show. Welcome to Flyover Conservative. Welcome to Flyover Conservative Podcast with David and Stacey Whited, where we break down current events and examine culture through the lens of conservative Christian values. Yay! Welcome! We are so glad that you are with us tonight. If you're new to Flyover Conservatives, our slogan is wake up, speak up, and show up. We all wanted President Trump to do 80 million things to save our country. And what we've learned over this last year and a half, what we really need is 80 million of us doing one thing every single day to save our own country. Yeah, big time. And we do want to sincerely thank you for joining. Joining us on this journey. We've been doing this for a year and a half now, and uh, we see many of you live events and uh, partnering with us in this process. And we're making a difference. We are Mm -hmm. saving our country one step at a time. I want to encourage you to go to flyoverconservative.com and register for our newsletter there. We have an update that comes out every Friday that's actually pretty valuable in and of itself. And it's free, but it's accumulation of shows you might have missed throughout the week if you're not, uh, you know, catching them as they come out. So that's a great way to stay in touch. Very important information coming out tonight from Double PhD Kirk Elliott because you need to be aware of kind of kind of have your thumb in the air and see what's changing in the weather. And he's going to give you the update on the economics. time it is. It's time for an economic update with Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott. Hey, it's so great to be with you again. Uh, Dr. Kirk, the the studio audience is popping. People were camping out here the night before to be a part of this. It's like a Garth Brooks concert. They're dying. I know. I I I had to part waves just to get through. <laughs> uh, you know, we're making the most of, of a crazy time, but I am glad that that we are in an era with technology. You know, you can be in Denver, we're in KC, and yep. it's like, like you know, all of these, you know, we give the deep state a hard time, but they've come up with great technologies and, and we're using them to educate and save people. Mm-hmm. I was telling a friend yesterday, I said, the thing I love most about talking to Dr. Kirk is... It's like the story of the grandpa and his grandson are walking down the beach and he's like throwing the starfish back in the ocean. He's like, what difference does it make? It's like it made a difference to that one. I feel like that's what we're doing with every single yep. person that we connect because our our money in the world, everything we stand on that we think is solid, it's like shaking. And you bring like a, a, a biblical knowledge with one PhD, the economics uh, and, 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 you know, central banks and, and inflation PhD with another one. And it's like, it's, it's, it's I can't help but for think such a time that this. God was preparing <laughs> you for this 20 years ago, 25 years ago, 
for this moment and even the technology that's available that we can sit and have a conversation yeah. and get this to anybody in the country and that they can make decisions that are not fear-based. It's like, it, I can't help but feel like God's involved in this. Well, he's he's paving the way. I mean, the, the creativity that he's given all of you mm-hmm. to actually reach the masses, right? And coupled with the message that we're bringing every single time. And it's, and it's the heart that's behind it. It's all about helping people. Yep. It's about helping people. And, and really when I, when I count the number of people that have called from flyover, it's incredible because those are, those are lives. Those are generations that we're touching. That's right. And it's, and it's amazing. It's amazing. And every time that we're at an event, this is not a joke. Every time that we're at an event, people would come up to us all the time. They're like, thank you so much for connecting me to Dr. Doctor. I mean, he is amazing. I feel so good. I'm able to sleep at night. I mean, we hear that over and over. And we always know they're talking about you because it's Dr. Doctor. (laughs) Thank you so much for connecting me to Dr. Doctor. (laughs) Well, coming from a guy that got kicked out of a junior college, um, I I think that if if you get two PhDs, you deserve to have them both referenced. You do. Referenced. I so totally that agree. Is, is phenomenal. Do not you know uh, get all your information from me, but I guarantee you, I do know a lot of smart people. That's true. And this is this is is one of them. You go to flyovergold.com, brings you a landing page, and you can get more information from him. But let's get into the economic update. I've kind of rambled around here long long enough. Um, let's talk a little bit about what's going on in in the world because yeah. This is an important time and people need to navigate it because there's like, you know, Roadrunner Coyote, there's like anvils falling from the sky on people, mm-hmm. but there are ways to avoid that and actually come out of this maybe better off and have a, a wealth transfer from the, the wicked to the righteous. You know, you pointed out an interesting article, David, that you sent to Dr. Kirk and I um, from Bloomberg, and it's talking about that there are actually 20 million U.S. homes that are behind on their energy bills. That's one in six Americans. Well, they're, they're saying we're going to have a tsunami of shutoffs yeah. and uh, people are behind these are the basic fundamentals. Tucker Carlson did a show last night. He, he was talking about Germany is is relying on the cutting down of trees to actually heat their homes this winter. Uh, and, and up until Crazy. a year ago, they had central air, electricity. They were doing all the same things as everybody else, but they've they've killed their sources of power and energy for this like green new idiocy. And uh, people are suffering. And, and right here in the States, people are behind on their electric bill. I mean, that's a fundamental thing. It's one thing during the, the summer, you're hot. Global global heating, but global freezing is a bigger problem because mm-hmm. winter's coming. That's right. Well, here's here's the thing: when you've got slaughtering cows because the the ranchers can't afford to feed their cows, right? There, I mean, food prices going through the roof. They're cutting down trees to to heat their houses. Their the energy is is getting so expensive that people can't afford them. And to be shut off from your energy doesn't mean that you just missed one payment, right? Yeah. They're, they're probably four or five, six payments behind. And the energy companies, I don't know if you add all that up with all mm. those one out of six people, Stacey. I mean, that's got to be in the billions of dollars of just back payments yep. that, that, that they're behind. I mean, this is going to really catch up with people. But here's where it starts to get a little bit crazy, the economic implications of peace, right? It's like mm-hmm. people will give away their freedoms willingly willingly in exchange for, for peace in exchange for they'll give away their economic freedoms, their personal freedoms, their religious freedoms, their, their health freedoms. Right. And, and as you think about that, you know, you brought up Germany. I'm, I'm thinking of what happened after world war one, right. And you had the hyperinflation there and mommies and daddies couldn't afford to feed their babies. And, and they had millions of percent of inflation every single year 
Because after World War One, the Treaty of Versailles said, hey, Germany, you got to repay the war debts. And they said, what? We, we thought we won this thing, right? It's like, right. no, I'm the living daylights out of everybody. Now you got to pay these countries back. So they abandoned the gold standard. They abandoned all discretion on their money creation. And they had this hyperinflation. Well, here's where who marches into the scene, right? Well, it was Hitler. Mm-hmm. And Hitler said, hey, everybody. Um, and, and he campaigned on a campaign of hope and change, right? That was his campaign slogan. Yeah. And he said, vote for me and we'll make it better, right? And so he didn't have to hold a gun to people's heads. One of the worst dictators in the history of the world, people willingly voted him in. Through parades the for him. Economy was so bad, right? I mean, this is... This is what kind of freaks me out just a little bit about where we're going, because always following economic upheaval comes social chaos. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing this in Sri Lanka. We're seeing this in China. We're, we're going to see it here if people start getting kicked out of their, their homes because they or they don't have energy. Right. But mm-hmm. so so being kicked out of their homes. Right. That's what I want to talk about today. And mm-hmm. and please what, don't leave this show until the end, because there is hope in this message at yes. the end. Right. Just because we're talking about some yucky stuff, you know, leading up to that, this is just the news we're talking about. Yep. But there, what we want to bring is solutions and hope and peace in the midst of the storm, right? And that's what we'll have by the end here. But, but yesterday, um, what home prices again fell for like, I think it was the fourth month in a row, but new mortgage applications have fallen for six months in a row. Mm-hmm. So, so aren't being able to afford their houses. So I started to look, it's like, what, just a curiosity statement, right? What were interest rates on a 30-year mortgage a year ago, right? So if you look January of 2021, so a 30-year mortgage, the average is 2.65%. Now look at January of 2022, one year later, but the beginning of this year, it was 3.22%. So it went up not much, right? But now, January until August of this year, we're up to 6.75%. That's fast. First four rate increases of this year. But what did the Fed promise earlier in the year? They said, we're going to have like eight to 10 in a row, right? So we're not even halfway through the rate increases and we're already up to almost seven. So it got me thinking again, and I was, I was looking at some, some news articles. It's estimated that just bank of America, just Bank of America has over a million people whose adjustable rate mortgages are going to reset over the next 90 days. Okay, that's just one bank. A million, a million homeowners will not be able to refinance because they don't qualify anymore. Rates have gotten too high. Most of America is living at the margin as it is, right? One to two missed paychecks away from filing for bankruptcy. And so they had adjustable rate mortgages for a reason because they couldn't afford a fixed rate one, right? And now they've got to refinance and I don't think they're going to be able to do it. Neither does the banks. And so they're expecting just a a cataclysmic event to be happening here because add up all the other banks. What about JP Morgan Chase? What about Wells Fargo, the largest lender in America, right? What about HSBC? What about all these, you know, all these other banks who are entering the same thing of adjustable rate mortgages being reset now and into the future, these poor families, I don't know what they're going to do. So, so here's what I think might happen. It's an election year, right? It, you, 
politicians aren't going to want people to be booted out of their homes right. in an election right. year. So they need votes because the people in power right now can't look at the economy. Remember when Bill Clinton said it's the economy stupid, right? People vote with their wallets, right? So, so what did they, what did Biden just do with student loans? He's forgiving them yep. because you've got all these students that are, that have put hundreds of thousands of dollars a year or total into their college education. Mm -hmm. They're now graduating and they can't find a job. It's like, well, well, I've got all this debt. Now I can't even find a job because the economy stinks. So what did he say? Let's just forgive some of these things. Made a big, huge hoopla about it last week. And so what is what are they doing? They're to me, it's like they're buying votes. Because mm -hmm. that's oh, yeah. other people definitely are create legislation. They're gonna print more to actually pay off these things. I think that they're gonna do the same thing for mortgages and offer forgiveness for a bit probably until after the election, because mm -hmm. this is going to be very, nobody can afford this, what's happening. So, so I think that they're going to skip your October, November, December uh, payment. Yep. <laughs> that's absolutely. Right. And, and that's I what's happening that's what too with student loans, even like, uh, like they're, even if they're not paying it off, they're not even going to require any kind of payment until December now for a lot of student loans. And so even it's after it's after the election, of course. And I think that's working against them, though, because there's a lot of like truck drivers out there that are upset that they, you know, work in overtime to pay off somebody's, you know, gender studies degree. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the universities that need to be held accountable for marketing and, pr and promoting facets of education that that aren't that aren't translatable into careers. Yep. A hundred percent. I mean, but. What are what are students going into right now when they're when they're just getting out? I mean, you, you can't really go into the banking industry. You, mm -hmm. Ford's laying off three thousand people, right? And they they just announced early in the year that they were going to spend all this money on on electric cars, and now they're laying three thousand people off. How quickly things can change mm -hmm. because of interest rate cycles. Why does yeah. that matter so much, and why does it change so quickly? Because we don't have biblically centered lives. You know, the, the, the word tells us that a borrower is a slave to the lender. And when you're in debt up to your eyeballs and rates start going up, you're going to feel the pinch more or a lot more than you would if you had no debt at all. Because who cares if rates go to 20 or 30 percent? If you have no debt, it doesn't impact you directly. Right. Mm -hmm. But this is not America. This is not the world we live in. We've got over $30 trillion of federal debt, right? We've got municipal debt. We've got state debt. We've got personal debt. We've got corporate debt. Countries, other countries have debt. Banks have debt on top of debt with the derivatives mm -hmm. debt that they have. It's leveraged debt. I mean, we're in debt up to our eyeballs. And so when rates go up, the implications are, are dramatic. And so what do we do to protect ourselves from that, right? We have to invest in something that's counter cyclical to, to that debt spiral, right? And that's where gold and silver come in because when you have debt and it has to be paid off and you don't have the money, they're gonna print their way out of it. That's inflation. Yep. And gold and silver, the best inflationary assets that you can buy, again, and I've talked about this a bajillion times on the show, right? Things go up with inflation. Yep. Mm -hmm. Gold and silver are things. It's the best inoculation you can have in an inflationary world is to invest in things. And that's what gold and silver offer. They're not fake. They're not paper. They're not some kind of digit out there and, and like a, a cryptocurrency, which right. no knows what that even is. It is a tangible thing that goes up with inflation. You can actually, so you know, touch it. The smallest, 
increment is a one ounce, but from there you can get a little 10 ounce chunk. Looks like a little piece of butter. You can get a, you know, a hundred ounce, you know, you can get, you know, any kind of different, you know, blocks of this. But when people work with you, they're actually buying ounces, not stories, yeah. not not uh, an Elvis coin, you know, that, that might be speculative and people like it because mm-hmm. like when you go to liquidate out of this stuff, because again, you can't, you can't eat it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to transfer, they're going to want to know one question. That is how many ounces of silver do you have? Not your story. How many ounces? Because that's what you can sell within 48 hours. It takes a while to liquidate a property. That's or true. Or to sell something else, you know, or a baseball card. You got to find a buyer and match it. Here, bam, 48 hours. You can have your, your you know, turned back into fake money if you want to. Uh, or, you know, which or US onto dollars. gold or whatever is next. And that's what I really love about working with you, Dr. Kirk, is that it's not just a one-time purchase. It's now a relationship. And you're able to help us maneuver as things change. You can walk into us into what is the next best thing for us to be able to be involved in. It's it's amazing. It's a free consultation. When you go to, go to flyovergold.com, just fill out your information there. And then someone from Dr. Kirk's team will give you a call. They're going to give you a free consultation, answer your questions. You can also call 720-605-3900. Dr. Kirk, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Are you having a hard time sleeping at night thinking, what are you going to do about your finances? If you went back to 1920 and you had a $20 bill and you had one ounce of gold, you could go into a men's clothing store and you could buy an entire suit, the jacket, shoes, pants, belt, everything. Today, what would that $20 bill buy you? It wouldn't, you couldn't buy a handkerchief for the $20 bill, but that one ounce of gold would still buy you. Even today, it would buy you an entire men's suit, shoes, belt, pants, jacket, everything. That's the difference. But today, that change is happening faster than ever. And we know a guy by the name of Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott that we've known for over 25 years. He has two PhDs. This is who we're actually using. This is who our friends and family are using. And he's a guy we trust completely. And in today's era, you need somebody you trust. So go to flyovergold.com and learn how to protect yourself against an inflating dollar. Today, we're going rhino hunting on the Flyover Conservative yes, Podcast. Yes, we Can't and, wait. And, uh, you know, I'm, pre- I'm preparing right now for deer season this year. We yep. just got, we got new guns. Uh, yep, our, get our we got We got new scopes being put on our gun right now. And I, I you am have preparing. a mentor. I, I went out and got a mentor as yep. well. I'm, I'm taking my deer hunting game to a, to a new level in November. And you got to do the same thing when you're hunting this mysterious mm. creature, somewhat elusive, very mysterious, lurks in the shadows, called a rhino, and we have an expert on the show with us today, Josh Lehman. Yay! Welcome! (laughs) Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I, you, I, I love we it. We had a great time at, uh, we're with Big Mike, not Little Mike here, but we're with Big Mike at the uh, the event in Springfield a couple of weekends ago, and or maybe last weekend. And um, my highlight from the event, there's some great information came, but there was a window in in uh, the hospitality room that we got to sit at the table with you and mm-hmm. got an education. You gave us a download that was just like a, so a, a fire hose of truth of what's going on in the state of Missouri, the problems with the, the the Republican Party nationally. But it wasn't problems. It was like, here's what we've already been doing, mm-hmm. and it's scaling, it's working our advantage, and we're winning. But let's just jump right out of the gate. What is a rhino, and what is the Missouri Rhino Watch? Yeah, so um, rhino is an acronym, R-I-N-O, and it stands for Republican in name only. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Missouri Rhino Watch uh, was established in order to find those individuals, call them out, um, and hold their feet to the fire, and hopefully become um, a bit of a, a d- deterrent for mm-hmm. further rhino actions. Um, so 
you know, we have the Missouri Republican platform. You can actually just Google it if you want to or DuckDuckGo it or whatever. Um, but you can go and you can actually see the tenets that we stand for. And it's really, really objective and easy to see. Are you voting in uh, accordance with this or are you antithetical? Right. And so basically what we did is we went through. I When I started digging into all this stuff, um, it kind of. It was like a, a mountain fell on my head because I was like, there's no way it's this bad. I've been so focused on national news, right, since 2015 mm-hmm. yep. that um, I just had no idea. And now that I'm into this, I don't have time for national news because it is, is, it is incredible how often it's happened, how deeply entrenched it is. It's a, it's a good old boy network. Uh, it's individuals who've never been put to task before. Um, and now that it's all coming out, it's, 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 it's amazing. Cause it's not just, you know, here at Missouri Rhino watch, it's, it's all of these amazing God fearing patriots who are rising up all over the state. And what they're doing is they are basically standing up and, and, and being heard and taking mm-hmm. back what the enemy is, has usurped from us. And the biggest thing being our trust, you know, we elect these people, we send them into office and we trust that they're going to do what they said they're going to do. Uh, and then when they get there, their votes prove otherwise. And a lot of the times they do this through obfuscation where you you can't go in on one vote or, or one specific issue and, and understand what it is that they've done to you. Right. You don't you don't realize you have to actually pay attention to the entire stream of the mm-hmm. session. You know, who are they with? What are they uh, voting for? What things have come up in caucus mm-hmm. or what things have come up in committee that have been completely ignored? And, mm-hmm. and then referencing what are they doing in the state legislator, le- legislature in comparison to what the people in the actual state need, you know, Huge. so they're mm-hmm. completely out of touch. So how are you finding out how they're voting and then how do you get this information out to fellow Missourians? Yeah, so, so the, the way of finding out, so again, by the grace of God, we got connected with all kinds of amazing people in Jeff City, around Jeff City, grassroots people who are already paying attention to a lot of stuff anyways, so I have direct lines of communication with um, almost every uh, avenue of grassroots uh, activism there is. But also on top of that, you know, it's just simple. Well, I say it's just simple. It's, it's a convoluted process when you do it. But go into uh, house.mo.gov or how, uh, senate.mo.gov and allow you the ability to track this stuff. Now, the, um, the tracking of the votes isn't easy because it goes into a journal and it's basically a PDF and you have to go through and read it all and understand that language um, and, and kind of put two and two together. And that was probably the reason I've lost all my hair is because <laughs> I, tried, I tried to figure it out on the fly. And, um, you know, I, I've, I've got it down now and I understand it now, but it's really, really, um, it's, it's not user friendly and everybody believes that it's, that's for a reason. But you go into the site um, you figure out what it is that's on the agenda. I get insight from uh, elected representatives mm-hmm. as well. Um, and then we kind of go in and we follow the process. And then you have to unpack it. What's going on in committee? You know, what are the meetings like in committee? How are they voting on things? Are amendments being added um, that are to help or to hinder? And then when those amendments are added, who's voting for them and who's voting against them? Right. And so you start to understand where these people actually sit. You know, they mm-hmm. talk about they want to. Uh, help with, um, you know, the obscene materials in schools, right? But when these amendments are brought forth, 
there's no, there, it seems that a certain amount of quote unquote Republicans align with the Democrats and then vote these and then vote be, these amendments down. And then when you ask them about it as a constituent, they say, oh, well, this wasn't, this didn't go through the right process and they were just trying to tank the bill and blah, blah, blah. But if you think in the House and in the Senate, we have a supermajority. We don't need one Democrat vote whatsoever. Yet we placate to them as if we do. And then we end up giving them things that they, like any conservative majority would never do. And then when their, their constituents find out about it, they're very upset. So yeah. we take the information and we put it out on our website. I make videos about it, trying to break it down in layman's terms, and then also post on social media regularly. It's a great That's model great. for other states. You go to, to MoRhinoWatch.com, uh, Mo Rhino, Missouri mm-hmm. Rhino Watch.com. And, and you, you created a place where people can find this and that, that mm-hmm. they can access this information because what allows rhinos to thrive, you know, in, in their, in their uh, natural habitats and they find all the, 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 the grass and things that they need to eat, you know, in order to get stronger <laughs> is, is the ignorance of the people that voted them. Yep. Republicans right. at rhinos specifically are phenomenal at going to a chicken dinner, saying what you want to hear mm-hmm. about being pro-life and I'm this and that. And then you kind of find over time an issue like abortion is, is really just a win for the left and the right to, 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 to get people riled up around, but neither one of them really wanted to go away because it, it's a layup when it comes to right. campaigning. Cause they can both, you know, mm-hmm. rail against it. Um, you know, that whole process is take a state like, like Arizona, you know, and you, and you have the, you know, McCain kind of swamp level stuff there. It's a, it's a red state, but for years they allowed, mm-hmm. you know, these guys to thrive. And then now with what's happened in Maricopa County in the elections, it puts such a bright light on it that I think they're wilting away and you're seeing a new wave of Republicans in a state like Arizona. Missouri's vulnerable to it as well because you think, oh, well, we're red. We got a red governor and red. We got mm-hmm. Josh Hawley and all, you know, we're we're fine here. But it's the termites inside of all the two by fours that rot the building. And that's where these guys really thrive. Yeah. Well, I mean, look at Roy Blunt, right? Yes. Yep. This guy, is, he, 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 I just saw an article saying he backs the rate, FBI raid on Mar-a-Lago. Right. He was the one pushing the um, red red uh, flag gun laws. I mean, these people, they can say one thing, their actions are another. And our biggest problem is being sincere people and electing insincere individuals. Mm-hmm. Right. They're not going up there to represent uh, our interests. It's, it's so upsetting when you realize how um, incredible this state could be mm-hmm. if they were doing their work. Right. If they were doing what they should be doing and bringing up real legislation instead of pandering and and making moves to really enrich themselves. Right. Or to progress. You know, you have one of two things happening uh, or a mixture of both. Uh, You have people who on the negative side who people are going up there to further their political career. And so they will do whatever is necessary in order to keep the people that are going to elevate them in their corner. Right. Uh, And then you have the other people who are simply there to enrich themselves. Like, you know, Dave uh, Schatz, everyone says Schatz, but we have a big thing where we like to call people by the last name the wrong way because they don't deserve <laughs> the respect. But Dave Schatz, is the, he was the Senate pro tem, right? This, he's termed out. And he uh, was the one who brought in the gas tax, okay? When he did the gas tax, it was illegally brought in. It should have been brought in with a vote from the people because the Hancock Amendment says that any tax over a specific cap will, um, uh, for the year, a lot of cap for the year, has mm-hmm. to be voted on by the people. That tax was four times the cap for the year. But because they offered a refund, right, at the end of the year, mm-hmm. it allowed them to do plausible deniability to say, well, yeah, you know, the, the cap is $111 million. This is 
you know, estimated at 460 million, but there's going to be a, a refund and we don't know how many people are going to take advantage and what that would come down to. So by plausible deniability, they skirt the law, institute a tax, right? And this is the worst part. Schatz held up the Election Integrity Act and our Second Amendment Preservation Act um, in 2021 in order to get that passed. And then just come to um, find out he owns a company called Schatz Underground. It's in his wife's name, I guess, and it allows them to be uh, government contractors who are going to benefit greatly mm. from the money that are going to these type of, of, of uh, projects. You know, of course, allegedly. But it just so mm. happens that he did all these things because Missourians for 24 years have voted down an increase in gas tax. Wow. And so this is why they took a different route and made sure they got it done their way, held up all the legislation that mattered uh, in order to get that done. It's so hard people keep track of all this stuff, you know, because Jennifer Lopez and, and, and what's his face got married a couple weekends ago. And that mm -hmm. takes up a lot of their bandwidth. And, you know, then there's, you know, the, the, the Trump deal, Mar-a-Lago, there's all this going on. And you do kind of lose track of all the, mm -hmm. the, the gophers right. eating up your own front yard. And that's where the focus needs to go. Let's, let's real quick, let's end this with kind of who's doing it right, who's doing it wrong. Um, uh, one that I know that I, I love because he's been on our show and got a chance to talk to him in Missouri at, at Springfield is, is Mike Moon. Um, mm -hmm. He would sort of, in my opinion, be the gold standard based on the, the list you had up earlier of the Missouri uh, the platform. platform. We believe, we believe, mm -hmm. we believe, we believe. You go down that list. Mike Moon votes in accordance with that the whole time Agreed. he's been in, in office moving forward. So with him kind of being the gold standard of, okay, this guy does a good job. Who wh who are some people that you would say look out for and like, hey, and it may, maybe it's not all bad or it's all good. Maybe it's like just this person might mm -hmm. have, it's like you might have some friends and, and most of the time they do the right thing. But hey, if push comes to shove, you might want to question them when they give you a number when it comes to money. They kind of got some questionable mm -hmm. when it comes to finances or they might have an area, another area they struggle in. So you know, who are some people to kind of maybe in Missouri that we should really look at closely? Yeah. So well, on the other side, so to let everybody know, Mike Moon is a wonderful individual. He's, he's always stands up for the rights. Rick Bratton is great. Um, uh, Andrew Koenig, Bill Eigel, Denny Hoskins. Um, there's a lot of people who used to be called the conservative caucus. They've disbanded for, um, you know, to bring everybody together as, as a, a unit. But um, on the other side, you know, Lincoln Huff has the worst conservative voting record in Missouri history. Um, you have Caleb Rowden, who is the Senate floor majority leader. He's an absolute travesty. Mike Searpoint, who lied about his, um, well, he, they, they conveniently created a new uh, pro-life pack to endorse them right after they lost their endorsement from mm -hmm. Missouri right to life. Uh, Bern Scoder is another guy. Dean Plocker is the uh, speaker. These, those were all in the Senate. Dean Plocker is the sp speaker elect for the House of Representatives. And this guy single-handedly destroyed a medical freedom bill that would have saved all of us and our children for conscientious or religious exemptions and would have protected our physicians last year. Single-handedly destroyed that bill last year with over 40 co-sponsors. So you have... The upper leadership, there's some people in the middle and they're, they're all about themselves. But when, when the majority of leadership is strong and ethical, they'll go with that because they mm -hmm. have to be somewhere, right? But the ones at the top, Bren Scoder, Searpoint, Caleb Rowden, Lincoln Huff, um, the, uh, Justin Brown, uh, these people are really the scum of the earth. I, I, I hate saying that normally. But when you see the things that they've done, when you know what our children are facing and what they're going right. through, what people mm -hmm. are going through, and then you see how they're feckless and inactive, 
they're just travesties. Man, this is so encouraging listening to you, Josh, because this is a, not an area of your expertise. This, I mean, you said that this was really stressful when you, when you first started. You didn't even understand <laughs> a lot of it. But to see where you are today, as someone, you know, I mean, obviously our slogan is wake up, speak up and show up. So somebody might be on this right now that's yeah. listening to this thinking, man, I want to do that for my state. They can do it. But what are some tips that you would have as just our, our final question for them? What are ways that they can actually get themselves up to speed to be able to do this in their own state as well? Yeah, I mean, it really starts about first and foremost, go to your go to your legislative website, go to your every every state has a Senate and a House, um, go to the website and just breeze over the legislative process. So you understand it. That's the biggest key, because then when you're going to look at the journals or look at, um, you know, the votes and different things like that, it's going to kind of give you an understanding of where to go. First thing to do is get involved there. The second is get involved with any local groups, organizations in your community that are patriot oriented. You know, here in Missouri, we have a bunch mm-hmm. of We the People uh, groups, which are absolute patriots. They're my favorite group out of everybody uh, statewide. Um, mm-hmm. But find those individuals, find a community. Once you find a community, then you realize that you can work together with these people, figure out where you can fit in. You know, sometimes it's just showing up and supporting individuals. Sometimes it's writing pieces, you know, explaining things. But more than anything, it's just keeping others in, individually involved or informed. If we keep speaking to each other, if we keep relaying information, there's more power in a text thread nowadays than there is on the, the mainstream news. Right. And if we can start thinking that way, we can bypass all of, um, you know, the shenanigans and the yep. distractions and go directly to the heart of the matter, which are the people. I love it. Josh, thank you so much for joining us today. We'll follow up with you as well before this comes out. So in the notes below, we'll have a list of say, hey, these are these are like a kind of litmus test. These are like the Lehman approved uh, good guys in Missouri. And it's kind of a naughty, nice list. Mm -hmm. And so we'll put links to those individuals in the show down below so you can be able to go back and find them. Look at the districts, look at where you live. And if if you're watching this, if you're in California and Oregon Mm -hmm. and New York, Florida, everywhere else. This is how we win back is accountability, shining some sunlight on the rhinos. That's right. Thanks, Thanks again, Josh. M-O-Rhino-Watch.com. We'll see you next time. Man, it feels good to be home. I know. It was such a great trip. It just feels like we forgot something. What did we forget? The pillows. The pillows. We forgot them on the bed. Oh, no. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. Every MyPillow is made with passion here in my home state of Minnesota to ensure you get the best sleep of your life. What are you doing, Avery? I'm working on refuting a strike we got on YouTube. Ah, what a bunch of communists. I know. I think we should order some pillows that we left. Smart. I think so. If you go to mypillow.com forward slash flyover, you're going to get them for, I think they're right now, $19.98. What a great deal. I know, it's incredible. So make sure you get Dad. I think his favorite is the medium. Okay. Yours is the medium as well, right? Yes. And mine is the least firm. Okay. So, and then while we're in here, can I get some more slippers? (laughs) I guess we could do that. Yes. Today's guest is a Bible teacher, he's a speaker, he's a video podcaster of Blessed to Teach, which was a ton of fun when we were on his show. We had such a great time. He teaches courses on reliability of the Bible and how to exercise your personal authority in Christ for such a time as this. Also, every time you talk to him, you walk away a little more cheerful. It's true. You walk away a little more blessed. Yep, that is exactly right. In fact... 
Welcome to the show, the host of Blessed to Teach, Rick. Yay! Hey, Stacey. That's an honor to be on your show for the first time. I love Flyover Conservatives, and it's so awesome what you guys have done the last few years. Uh, thank you. It's an honor. Truly, we had such a great time when we were on your show, especially when we got to go to the back room and your people prayed yeah. for us. Oh, that was so amazing. Truly a highlight for us. I don't us. think people understand how much prayer takes place at these live events. There's there's a common thread of people really mm-hmm. depending on on God, you know, in this moment and then banding together and truly praying for one another. And it's yep. really great, great to be a part of. Yes, it's phenomenal. And then, and people who say the Holy Spirit's not involved in the Reawaken America tour just to have not been there. No. <laughs> because that it's is very exactly evident. Right. It is. That is for sure. Well, we had a conversation recently, and I want to jump right into something because, uh, you know, we both kind of grew up in, in Christian homes, in uh, I went to Christian school as part of a Bible quiz team. We were with the Kansas <laughs> State Champions when I was in sixth grade. Yes. Of All Bible right. Bible <laughs> quiz. Uh, you know, that, that, that whole crowd. So we kind of kind of grew up with some assumptions that sort of, you know, uh, 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 kind of a built-in worldview, so to speak. And it's an interesting thing in the current era, there is a lot of attack on whether the Bible is true, whether it's 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 nice stories, if it falls in line with just Confucius and mm-hmm. Buddha and, you know, all of this kind of stuff. And, and, and it's not surprising that that's being said. To me, it's surprising that it's Christians saying it, it's pastors yep. inferring yeah. it, it's people in leadership roles within the faith that are having some of these arguments. And you said something that jumped out about about your wife's background and upbringing, and then your your view on evolution and how jump. Let's just jump in with that of mm-hmm. of kind of the pathways that brought you to this place because you did a little more hard work in private on this than most people had to. You had to work through some of these things and kind of chew on some tough pieces of leather, you know, until you softened it up enough to make it swallowable for yourself. Yeah, my story is a lot like Lee Strobel's or, 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 or you know, Evan Samantha verdict, Josh McDowell, where I, I went to show, to prove the Bible wrong, right? So uh, I was dating a a person that was a Mormon and I was an evolutionist. So mm-hmm. that's what wow. I was taught in grade school, right? So I was trying to make her a secularist, pull her out. She was trying to make me a Mormon. So we only had one thing in common. I grew up Episcopalian, but didn't know the Lord. And so we started studying the Bible together. And um, I went to some Bible studies separately and actually accepted Christ. He moved on my heart in a big way. I saw the Jesus movie at Campus Crusade for Christ, now called Crew. And gave my life to Christ. And then the conflict started. Then she really started trying to make me a Mormon. I started realizing that Mormonism was teaching that you can become a God yourself. God was once a man, all these non-biblical things. So I had to go and she kept sending all these people after me to, 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 to convince me Mormonism was true. So I had to go defend the faith. And so I became an apologist then, and I had to figure out how do I, I don't trust the Bible. So I was trying to prove it wrong during my Bible studies, became a Christian. So the bottom line is here I am having to become an apologist, just defend my faith against my girlfriend's uh, um, um, attacks, if you will. (laughs) She's now my wife. She's now a biblical believer. So God did an amazing thing, taking a Mormon and an evolutionist and making us biblical Christians who love the word of God and understand it. Wow, and, uh, that's that amazing. That um, is yeah. quite a story. I, don't think I, I love that. I don't think eHarmony would have put you guys together. You know, <laughs> no, naturally. I don't uh, think so. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> we could True. probably have a whole just a marriage session here on, on working through all those things. That's pretty pretty amazing. But uh-huh. uh, share with our, our listeners, though, some of the things that you found to be true. And, and, and what would you say if I was on the other side of the fence? And I'm like, I think the Bible is a good book. It's full of wisdom. It's an accumulation of just, but just 
Not necessarily the inspired Godly word of God. Godly messed up men that, that did the best they could to write down some things, but it is a book of man. It's not anything more special than uh, Dale Carnegie or anything Now, else. I want to make sure our listeners know that's not how we feel. Yeah. We're just saying we're just being that side of it, asking if somebody was saying that to you, what would you say? Right, I'm kind of I'm kind of pushing here a little bit to get what would you say? Yeah, to that that's argument? exactly right, and that's why I created a course to actually counteract that completely, where the average person could easily be able to explain that to somebody that's a friend of why you can absolutely 100% trust the biblical text, and um, and it's it's fun because as I had to go through this, uh, Mormonism teaches that the Book of Mormon is the only true book, uh, the most truth book which is not even close, right? The archaeology doesn't even stand up. But the Bible has so much evidence behind it. I was shocked when I was trying to prove against it. I went and studied evidence of man, the verdict, started studying every all this type of stuff. And it was a crazy how much I learned. And one thing that I always have been, I've always been a good teacher to, to kids, like, right? Mm-hmm. How do I take a complex subject and take it down to something really mm-hmm. easy for them to right. understand? And yeah. so that's what my specialty has been for years. And so that's why I created this course about sharing truth with impact. Um, by the way, um, I'm giving a free big portion of that away because wow, God told me you need you. to get this out, right? And that's uh, that's what's being shown right now, the reliability of the Bible and your authority in Christ. Uh, because because it's it's if you can explain why what David just said was incredibly incorrect and and it's just not true when people say the Catholics changed the Bible that's just not true and we know that because of the science of textual criticism that's the T part of a, what I teach is a TAP which is really acrostic to say hey just remember just remember when you're talking to a friend talk to him about T then talk to him about A and then talk to him about P what's that textual criticism is really pretty easy to explain. It's all documents of antiquity. We don't have the originals. Plato, we only have seven copies of the of of a, a copy that was twelve hundred years before he really wrote, right? Wow. And then Aristotle, it's fourteen hundred years and only forty nine copies. Well, the New Testament has so much more evidence within hundreds of years of original copies, right? Because they were written originally on papyri and papyrus, but the scribes knew they had the word of God. So they they were meticulous in how they copied it. They would destroy it if the middle letter did, 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 did not calculate the middle phrase. They, they were all these different types of scribes in different parts of the world meticulously kept that. And instead of having four, seven copies like, like Plato or 49, like Aristotle, we have 5,400 in, in the original languages. Wow. In, the, in, in mainly Greek, right? But if you so take from a, from a textual textual standpoint, it, it holds up much better than things that are that are quoted and taught the universities. No question. In fact, in fact, it's the most reliable document of antiquity. The New Testament is by far nothing's even close. And even if you take the other languages it was copied in, it's twenty four thousand. So you're basically twenty four thousand versus seven, and yet you believe Aristotle, but you don't believe the Bible. What? And we can compare all those copies together. So you can see here's this. I just put steps together. Here's five steps to explain textual criticism to somebody. It's how many copies you have and and how accurate are they together and how close were they to the original writer's writing that wrote on that papier and papier. Right. So so we can have massive confidence that we know because you can go back to the original Greek. You can go back to the whole Testament, the American and Hebrew, and you can know that what the original writers wrote, we have today. To 95% accuracy, that 5% is so small, it doesn't even, doesn't even address the right God, the right Jesus, the right gospel. And it's marked, and those wow. things are so slight, it's really like 0.5% that we're really arguing over. And textual critics really want to know, hey, what did the original writers wrote? 
So they, we have massive manuscript evidence. That's what the whole science is. And all of them know that the New Testament is the most reliable document antiquity. When you have the Bible in your hand, that is something you can trust what the original writers wrote. You have the inspired word of God. I love that. How about the A with archaeology? Yeah, hey, and there's over 100,000 archaeological expeditions. I put a lot of them in the free gift at the details, but I just give it again four or five steps about how you yep. explain archaeology. It's basically just saying, hey, there's 100,000 archaeological expeditions that actually showed this. And I love to give just two good, good examples. They used to, critics used to say, hey, that talks about the Hittites. They had no language that they, that didn't exist. So the Old Testament's false. And, mm -hmm. and, and they didn't have to do the, they did not have to do the, the, um, when, when, when Jesus went back to Bethlehem, right, to do the, the survey. So the Old Testament's false. Well, new evidence came up, and sure enough, you can study Hittite language in universities right now, right? So the Bible was proven true, and their critics wrong, and they've now found that, yes, that, they, that, that census was true. Everything about Jesus and Nazareth was correct. So, so bottom line, the archaeology shows we have true history. So we know what the original writers wrote. We know we have true history. And then the P is simply prophecy. So you go study the prophetic words and literally Nostradamus was 3% accurate. I have a list of all a bunch of his false prophecies and people think he's awesome, right? Well, you go back and look, he's got, he's a massive false prophet, right? And there it is right there. there. That's, part yep. of, that's part of the free gift, blessedteach.com wow. slash free gift. Well, the Bible's a hundred percent accurate. Really, literally every prophecy I've studied has either been fulfilled or it's or it's unfolding, right? right? It can't be shown to be false. Mm. That's impossible. That means it's a supernatural book. It's a living word of God. So again, T, textual criticism shows we have what the original writers wrote to extreme accuracy more than any document of antiquity. A, archaeology shows us it's true history, massive archaeological findings. People use the Bible to find stuff, right? That's the archaeology. And then P is the prophecy showing it's a supernatural book. It is the word of God, the living word of God that you can trust. You have something special in there. Man, that I, I, is awesome. One, one category I'm seeing with this is a lot of Christian families raise their kids, you know, uh, to believe in God, but they don't really equip them to be able to defend their faith and defend yeah. their belief in God when they go to the universities. And so a kid, just, they, they sometimes they get beat up on and then they feel embarrassed. Of like, I can't believe I believed in this stuff. And then now, I, you know, I'm, I'm being criticized. This would be an incredible equipping for mm -hmm. high school students. Maybe the parents could do it with them. Like, hey, let's learn this together before they go to university. They can be able to defend some of these things factually. And then number two, even for parents whose children have gone to universities and have, and have, and have had uh, uh, their different experiences, this could really bring and maybe bridge some of that gap together and be like, man, let's look at some of this evidence together. This could be something that families really oh, use yeah. to pull together where the universities have driven them apart and made a Great faith point. a point of division. No question about it. I just love teaching this because when people, get, because then they know, heck, when I am reading the word of God, it's like, wow, Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Do not be anxious about anything. What? Yeah. <laughs> and it's gonna, you know, and it goes on to talk about we're gonna have a peace that transcends all understanding. You know, that's really the Lord speaking through these inspired writers and speaking to you. This is the living word of God, and you can actually see that. And one of my other favorite verses that it talks about is John fourteen twelve, where where J Jesus literally says, "Truly, truly, I say to you," he's pretty serious about this. And he says, "Whoever believes in me will do." 
the works that I do. Just think about that. The, the deaf will hear, yep. the dumb will speak, the blind will see again. He having raised Tabitha and Lazarus, Lazarus come forth. Are you kidding me? But he doesn't stop there. He continues and says, even greater works will he do because I'm going to the Father. And basically, that John 14, 12 shows us that we have authority on Christ Man. like we've never known. And so that Holy Spirit comes down to us and all of us have it. So we can do more than Jesus. Why? Because with so many more of us, mm. we're using authority and the blood of Jesus and that authority to call down the evil of this cabal. This cabal's even infiltrated our, semin- our, our, our seminaries. Yes. Yep, right? Some people say, go to cemetery to learn all these reasons why you don't trust the Bible. Yep. Right? So you got to be really careful. Use your discernment. Make sure you're asking for that gift of discernment and that gift of wisdom and all the gifts that are talked about in 1 Corinthians 12, right? The whole point is, is that you can call down this evil. That's what my ministry is all about, is calling down the evil of the food source of, uh, of, the, of the cabal, which has to do with all these sacrifices of Moloch and Baal that are still happening today, right? And so w- my ministry is about calling that down, um, using the authority in Christ to make it happen. And Rick, how can people find your show and your mm-hmm. podcast and, and your other work? Yeah, blessedtoteach.com forward slash free gift for this free gift. What's the best way for people to find you? Yeah, so just take the free gift off, right? Blessedtoteach.com. Perfect. <laughs> and that's where you get to backstage. That's where you get to the training, uh, of course, if you want to get to the training course as well as everything else that we're doing. I love it. Rick, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been incredible. I can't wait yes. to go through this course. I'm going through it. Me too. I am definitely <laughs> going to go through it and excited that the Flyover family and gets to participate. We can afford it. I know. It's, it's like, absolutely free. It's like right in our price zone. That's exactly right. <laughs> I love it. You can't beat free. The only thing better if you paid us to do it, but I'll accept free. Uh, for <laughs> sure. and I'll, I'll take advantage of this. Thank you so much. Thank Ray. you so much for your time. Okay, Flyover family, we're back here in Canton, Ohio, seeing the best people having the most amazing time. And you're not going to believe who's here today. Eric Trump. Hello, everybody. It's an honor to be with you. It has never been more important for patriots to get together with other patriots. It's so important. Just look at the lengths that they went to to keep you apart, to keep you separated, to keep a mask over your mouth so you couldn't see each other's smile, so you couldn't feed off each other's energy, so they could keep you isolated alone. They wanted you hiding in fear behind your water heater. But you know what brings you out? Patriot events. Associations, everything. And you can be around other patriots operating on a high frequency with hope, with clarity, that are coming out, that know what they're doing, that know where they're going, they know they're running for the school board, they're going for this office, they're taking charge, they're they're making a difference in their community. You get around them, it's contagious. Courage courage is contagious, and it's never been more necessary than right now. Man, that is so true. And the Reawaken America events are like no other Republican conservative event. They're more like a no. Trump rally. When you come, it's all about high fives. It's it's praise and worship, incredible enthusiasm. There's so much that goes into a Reawaken America event. Smashes the spirit of fear. I think that's been blanketing not only our country, but the world over the last two years. And there's nothing better we could do. If you want to save our country, you need to smash the spirit of fear in your own self and then in your family, in your home, in your community. And sometimes, you know what? Your battery might just be too dead to do that alone. You come to an event and you get filled with better ideas and you meet other patriots. You come to the meet and greet. We'll hang out with you until we outnumber you yes. uh, with, with our other guests. But it's that kind of camaraderie that we need right now. You know, During the revolution, they got together in bars and pubs. They got together every different little place they could. And they talked about what it would be like if our country was free. What would it be like to not live under a king and tyranny? You know what? That's what we need right now. Getting together, sharing good ideas with each other. Then you take those back home and you get to work. That's where it starts, though.
Really enjoyed our conversation with Rick. It could have oh, gone on and on. So now, good. now, that's the kind of people you meet when you go to the Reawaken America events. You just yep. saw our, our clip there from the Reawaken America event. Um, you know, we met Rick there. Yep. We also met Dave Scarlett, Amanda Grace, and everybody from the His Glory team there. And, uh, you know, every Wednesday, Stacey does a show called The Prophetic Report. It's my personal favorite thing in this Aww, whole space because there's so much stuff going on that's dark. That brings God Man. into it. And uh, it's now available on the His Glory app. So Yay! wherever, wherever you get... Wherever you get your your apps and downloads, Roku and all these kind of things, anywhere where you can get an app, you can get the His Glory app. They have a ton of great programming mm. on there, but now they're featuring the prophetic report with Stacy White. So really enjoy it. You need to keep God in the mix because if there's not a but God moment in all oh, of this, so it gets a little despairing because you're you're looking at like I need this person to fix it or I need this person to fix it or oh is it up to me to fix it? I don't I don't know what I'm going to do. It's so true. And we so have you need to all have that a but God because that is coming. We are partnering with the Creator of the universe. What an exciting time to be alive. I want to highlight something here real quick. Um, for me, I felt a big shift in the story in the narrative. This was a movie. It's like a big a big change mm-hmm. um, when. Uh, the FBI out of the Washington D.C. office raided President Trump's home. I'm quite sure many of you have already heard of this. Yeah, uh, that's not. I remember new. that next day though. That really bothered you. It bothered me a lot, and yeah. not even a little bit in a bad way, but just it was big in my mind. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is this is bigger than even they're making it, and yep. um, so that 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 narrative shift around that kind of changed because President Trump was, hey, look at the. Look at the warrant. I don't care. I want you to look at it. Mm-hmm. I want them to see what's on. I want the cameras on. I want transparency. I want things pushed to the middle. We're talking yep. about a guy that's been spied on by his own government while he was still a candidate in 2016. Documented. Crazy. Uh, um, the Obama administration began spy on him while they were still in office. Documented. Mm-hmm. So um, that was kind of going on. The affidavit, you know, came out, obviously heavy redacted. You've all seen the funny memes out there with, you know, uh, Hunter Biden, you know, snorting up the black lines and mm-hmm. whatever. You know, you guys are so creative and funny out there. Uh, that that came out. But yesterday, President Trump put out a post on 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 Truth Social. It, there's something about the tone of this. I just want you guys to grab mm-hmm. because I, I sometimes like when you hear Brett Baer say on election night that uh, Arizona won prematurely, like everybody kind of remembers when that happened. Yep. Like from that, that shifted. Like, oh, this mm-hmm. is going wrong. This is a, a shift moment and I don't know exactly where it's going, but I think we're going to look back on this because it's changing the narrative. So now it comes out conclusively that the FBI buried the Hunter Biden laptop story before the election, knowing that if they didn't, Trump would have easily won the 2020 presidential election. This is massive fraud and election interference at a level never seen before in our country. Remedy, declare the rightful winner or at this. And this would be the the minimal solution. Declare the 2020 election irreparably compromised and have a new election immediately. That that's some strong language. And I know mm-hmm. back in the day he had strong tweets and he would punch and this kind of stuff. But this this is actually a directive. Uh, yep. There's a tone of this. This is a tone like a dad would have in his house of of okay, we're gonna we're gonna we're loading the car, we're leaving. This is gonna happen at this time. It's like like you're going on vacation. It's like pack the you know it it, it it's 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 more military based. Mm-hmm. Hey, this is the move. This is what we're doing next. And and to me, it feels like a, a change in in the narrative that we've seen from President Trump from January 21 all the way in this new cycle until now something happened with that raid yep whether it 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 
changed the rules. It's like, it's, maybe people are fighting. It's like, oh, okay, now you're fighting dirty. Okay, now, you know, it's like things began changing and it's shifting quickly. Epic Times did an article on this and we're gonna put, post it down below. I wanna make sure people read this because you need to be aware of the moment that you're in yeah. and that moment shifted with that Truth Social post. And uh, I encourage you to follow that because on his True Social, it is raining hellfire down on mm -hmm. the deep state. Everything changed once he did that exact post. And I encourage you to keep track of it. We are so honored that you joined us tonight. And we bless you. We bless you to realize you were born for such a time as this. We bless you to realize your future is brighter than your past. And we bless you to wake up, speak up, and show up. Hopefully, we're going to see a lot more of this coming out <laughs> soon. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Thank you so much for being a part. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Flyover Conservatives podcast with David and Stacey Whited. Please subscribe, hit the notification bell, and leave us a comment below. Lastly, if you enjoyed today's podcast, share with those who came to mind. Be blessed and make it a great day. Hey.